0: The Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 4: The Lord hath made all things for Himself; yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Hear the words of God and Solomon again. The Lord hath made all things for Himself; yea even the wicked, for the day of evil. Give Jehovah God glory. Fall before the King of Heaven. Here in this proverb are final and true answers to four of life's greatest questions. Where did all things come from? Why do they exist? Who is the true God? And why does evil exist? This single sentence is worth your weight in gold. Humble yourself before this axiom from heaven and learn wisdom for your life. The book of Proverbs is of little value if you miss this proverb. The beginning of wisdom requires grasping this proverb. This verse should be one of the first that children memorize. Here is the Bible worldview. From this foundation of knowledge, you can reason safely and sanely about other aspects of life. If you neglect or reject the truth here, your life will be a nightmare of confusion, and then you will meet an angry God. The first question, where did all things come from? The answer is simple, God made all things. Evolution is a lie told by God-haters. To discredit the Bible. The Bible says in Genesis 1-1, the first verse of the Bible, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. This is more certain than any fact you will ever hear. If you do not have the faith to believe it, you are unreasonably stupid, as the Bible teaches in 2 Thessalonians 3-2 and 1 Timothy 6 verses 20-21. It is a sign of insanity to begin your reasoning about the universe from a big bang of chaotic gases. Where did the gases come from? How did an explosion bring order and beauty out of chaos? How did the result include reproducing identically after each kind? How did it result in millions of different kinds, all reproducing after their own kind? Jesus Christ, the mighty God, made all things. The Bible is plain in John chapter 1 and verse 3. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. We do not argue creation versus evolution with unbelievers. Unless they have the gift of faith, they cannot learn anything, especially if they are educated. An arrogant man that has been flattered with education is worse than a fool, as Solomon taught in chapter 26 and verse 12 of this book of Proverbs. The only big bang this universe ever felt was the shocking force of God's words, let there be light. And there was light, listener, even without a sun, moon, or stars for three more days. God made all things, and He made all things out of nothing. By faith we not only know this fact, we understand it as well, as Hebrews 11 and verse 3 teaches. Man is nothing more than a vessel of the divine potter. Grasp this first answer thoroughly, and you are on your way to wisdom. Consider what makes a person. Parents, height, nationality, intelligence, looks, time of birth, strength, race, coordination, personality, and opportunities, make a person. God chose every one of these things for you without consulting you at all. He did not ask you a single question about your preferences. He chose them himself. He gave you existence, a very personal thing, and the pain and trouble it brings without asking you. You cannot even end your existence. You will eventually have to deal with Him. He is God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, as Psalm 139 teaches, but so are all God's creatures. You are not special. You are certainly not special because you are human, as humanists suggest. God is special, and you owe him all that you are and have. Reject the folly of self-love and self-esteem. Lift your eyes up to heaven and bless and extol the Most High God. Read the greatest king's personal testimony about meeting God in Daniel chapter 4. If a person does not believe God made all things, there is no reason discussing anything of any importance with him. He has chosen a worldview of insanity, reasoning in a circle from his own imagination. How will you settle anything with him? He has the same answer for all questions. Because I think so. He cannot know anything for certain, for his foundation rests on the thin air of speculative hallucinations that he calls theories. The second question. Why do things exist? Why is the universe here? Why is man here? Why are you here? God made all things, and He made them for Himself. Give glory. Worship Him. Sing praise to Him. The book of Revelation states this about Him. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. You will soon bow to this blessed and only potentate. These first two answers are so true, you should say with the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 11 and verse 36, For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory for ever amen God is the first cause of all things and he is the final end and purpose of all things all things were created by him and they were created for him fall before him now give him the honor and praise due to his name the universe exists because God wanted to make something for himself he did not make the world for man He made the world and man for himself. You do not exist for yourself, nor does anything else exist for you. You and all things exist for his pleasure. It is time to humble yourself and see the purpose of your existence, the glory of God. If you rebel against this fact or even neglect it, you will have hell to pay now and later. Why do elephants have long noses? for you to praise God for His creativity. Why do giraffes have long necks? For the same reason. Why can a blue sky with white clouds and a warm sun make your heart sing? For the glory of God. Why do baboons not pull their hairy pants all the way up? For you to laugh with God. What is the value of a zoo? It is a place for family worship. To praise God, and ridicule Charles Darwin and Stephen Hawking. Why are ostriches stupid? For you to know God made dumb things, as Job chapter 39 teaches. Why are horses wonderful? For God to brag about them, as Job 39 also teaches. Why does a woman's body have curves that take a man's breath away? For the praise of God's work with a rib. Why are there rainbows? to remind you God keeps His promises. Give Him glory, listener. Praise God this minute to fulfill your existence and destiny. If you are short, fat, ugly, and stupid, God made you that way for Himself. You know He did not make you that way for you. You wish you were tall, thin, attractive, and smart. He made the baboon for Himself, and he made you for himself as well. Give him glory. Horrible parents, few opportunities in life, and poor health are also his choices. It is a key to happiness to learn and accept this knowledge. Whatever you have and whatever you do not have are both by God's choice for his own glory. Thank him. Worship him. Even Satan was made for the glory of God. God allowed Satan, as part of his eternal purpose, to rebel in pride, so God could display his wrath and power in Satan's eternal punishment. God was not surprised by Satan's rebellion. The devil and his angels shall be cast into everlasting fire, prepared for them from the foundation of the world. The smoke of Satan's torment and that of his followers will be incense in heaven. Read Revelation chapter 14, verses 10 and 11. Pharaoh was conceived easily, survived childbirth, and avoided the diseases that took the lives of many Egyptian children. He graduated at the top of his class, won several victories leading the army, and was chosen from numerous siblings to be ruler of Egypt. While king... The nation prospered and became powerful. He was a success at anything he tried. His glory and power increased. He became the greatest monarch on earth. Why? Where did Pharaoh come from? What was the source of his unique ambition, personality, dreams, and successes? God made Pharaoh, and God promoted Pharaoh to the top of Egyptian power by arranging the events of his life. Why did God do this? To destroy Pharaoh in the Red Sea to magnify himself. This is clearly taught in Exodus chapter 9, and verse 16, and Romans chapter 9, verse 17. God did not make Pharaoh wicked, but God did raise this wicked man up to destroy him wonderfully for the praise of his own reputation. If you do not know these things, you do not know the God of the Bible. The third question is, who is the true God? The Lord is His name. What does Lord in all capital letters mean in the English Bible? It is the English designation for the sacred Hebrew tetragrammaton J-H-V-H, which stands for I am that I am the true and personal name of the God of the Bible, which you pronounce as Jehovah. Allah is merely the moon god of hallucinating Arabians. Vishnu, Brahma, and Shiva are merely three of the Hindu-imagined deities. The Lord Jehovah is the true God. He is the only God. He looked for other gods, but He could not find any. He alone is God. He created the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them in six days. He is independent of all His creatures. He is infinite by any measure. He is eternal, immortal, invisible, omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent, among other glorious divine traits. Why does evil exist, is the fourth question. Some believe the first three answers. They believe Jehovah created all things for himself. But they limit his dominion and government of the universe by suggesting that wicked men and their sinful actions are outside his plan and control. To correct this false notion, Solomon immediately included in the proverb that even the wicked and their judgment in Jehovah's creating of all things for himself. Even wicked men and their eventual destruction are for God's glory. Evil exists because God gave Lucifer a free will. Rather than be content with his office as the anointed cherub of God, Lucifer swelled up in pride and purpose to be like the Most High God. God gave him privilege and freedom, and he used it to rebel against his Creator. The blessed God was not surprised or disappointed. Satan is responsible for his wicked deed. God is righteous in tormenting him forever for his sin. Where does suffering come from? Satan brought his rebellion to earth. He lied to our first parents, and Adam chose his foolish wife over God. Jehovah had made man very good in a perfect world. But man corrupted the earth by sinning against his maker. Adam chose the curse of sin for his family over paradise with God. The whole creation groans in pain, travail, and death due to Adam's sin. Evolutionists cannot explain death. It should have evolved away long ago, since it is the most dreaded and hated thing in life. If a slimy salamander can evolve to be a bald eagle, then surely man could have evolved death away. Death is the wages of sin, and the Bible teaches this fact clearly, which no evolutionist will ever find in a test tube or telescope. God created death, in several forms, as just punishment for sin. Therefore, all men die. Adam's sin in the Garden of Eden did not surprise or confuse the Lord God of heaven. He had planned the entrance of sin into the human family, though Adam freely chose Eve over God without any coercion at all. Adam alone is responsible for his sin and the consequences. God made him perfect, warned him, and gave him only one commandment to keep. God had planned the entrance of sin for the ultimate display of both His wrath and mercy upon men. Depraved children of Adam, with hearts in all-out rebellion against God and morality, commit atrocities daily. You hear and read about them. They, nor their atrocities, surprise or confuse the Lord. He made them as surely as any creature. He restrains their wickedness, so all they can do is what he will use for himself. Psalm 76 and verse 10. They never think about God at all. They only want to satisfy themselves. The blessed and holy God does not make men sin, but he does control and use their sins for wise and righteous purposes. God is perfectly holy and good. Man chooses sin willfully against the light of nature and warnings from God and men. God never puts sinful lusts in men, for He does not need to. They are so full of lust and wickedness, all He needs to do is lift His restraining mercy, and any man will do anything. Believe it. God controls and directs all wickedness in the universe to His own praise and glory. Even the devil must obtain permission to touch a man or pig. He can keep a king from touching a woman, and God can use the offspring of incest for his glory. He used the envy of Joseph's brothers to get him to Egypt, and God used Roman cruelty to crucify his own son on a tree. When God needs to reveal his wrath and power against sin, he looses men to rush greedily after their own lusts, and then he punishes them for it. About 1,656 years after creation, God drowned the earth with a flood for their sins. He let Satan have David to number Israel on another occasion, and he killed 70,000 men in punishment for their sins. God controls and directs the sins of men and their punishment to magnify himself. King Sennacherib wanted to expand the Assyrian Empire and conquer neighboring nations. God used him to chasten the rebellious Israelites, and then he destroyed him for his arrogant presumption about doing it. You may read this in Isaiah chapter 10. God used Jewish hatred for Jesus to bruise his only begotten son for the sins of his elect, and then he miserably destroyed them by the Romans just 40 years later for that horrible crime. It was their wicked hands that crucified Him, but it was all according to God's eternal purpose. Here is the wisdom of God's saints. They are never alarmed or surprised by wicked men. They know the Lord made Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Pol Pot, and Idi Amin for Himself. He used their evil to accomplish holy and wise ends, And then he did, and will yet, punish them for their wickedness. If God used World War II to crush Germany for the blasphemous higher criticism coming out of that nation, give him glory. If he crushed Japan for their blasphemous worship of Hirohito, give him glory. We do not know the secret things of God's eternal counsel unless and until he reveals them to us. History reveals some secret things, and so do His prophets, which recorded them for us in Scripture. Most of His secret purposes are far outside our ability to know or understand. But He has revealed many things for us to do, and these are for our children and for us. A great day of evil is coming, the day of judgment, in which all angels and men shall be judged. The wicked were created for this day, as the Proverb declares. The evil in the Proverb is the misery and pain he will pour on them. He has eternally purposed to display his mercy on the elect and his wrath on the reprobates. Paul taught in Romans chapter 9 this doctrine in these words, Hath not the potter power over the clay? Of the same lump? to make one vessel unto honor, and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show His wrath, and to make His power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that He might make known the riches of His glory on the vessels of mercy, which He had afore prepared unto glory, even us, whom He hath called not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Do not even think about questioning God. It took Nebuchadnezzar seven years to learn that God is above questioning. Paul, blasting those who might question God's absolute sovereignty, wrote in Romans 9, Nay but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Listener, you should not even complain or question if God made you without hands, as it is taught in Isaiah 45 and verse 9. Rational men do not accuse their parents of error in their birth and traits, much less should you accuse God what should you do? Solomon concluded the book of Ecclesiastes with these words. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Hear Solomon's father David. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed, and be still. Selah. This is what you should do. And again, be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Do you know you are wicked? There is one escape from the day of evil, salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ, and Him only. God sent Jesus Christ to save his people from their sins and he will not lose a single one of them. The elect were chosen out of wicked men by the grace of God and predestinated to eternal life. The gospel brings these facts to light. To know you are one of his elect, fall before him, beg for mercy, believe his son Jesus Christ and rise up to obey his word, the Bible. Amen.